your blog talk radio welcome to true health tuesday and the truth will set you free today we're going to get into the pelvis the pelvis is huge it is the most mistreated area of the body for sure now some of the problems that are developed um if you have a pelvic issue look at sciatic nerve pain when sitting bowel and bladder control sexual dysfunction most leg pain foot pain knee pain now where is it coming from okay we're looking at altered biomechanics lumbar issues gait issues sitting a lot lack of movement even chemical stressors such as um toxic food and medications now nearly well i could say 100% of the time because i've never seen a pelvis that has some type of dysfunction unless there's a lumbar contributing component of course i've never seen a pelvis issue without a hip knee or foot issue as well because the gait is altered so you've got to look at the lumbar now now when we look at, at the structure you've got the cervical thoracic lumbar curves and these have curves either lordosis or kyphosis has a cushion or shock absorber this entire structure sits on that pelvis now when you look at the pelvis the base of the spine is called the sacrum it's not the tailbone we don't have tails see back in the olden days okay when they wanted to do human dissection uh the religious authorities at the time said you have to make sure that there's no soul left in the body and so they looked at the only three-sided bone in the human being okay father son holy ghost you know the trinity and they opened it up and since the spine they knew was the source of all life hippocrates said when confronted with disease look to the spine so they knew that if you injured an arm or a leg you could still live if you injured the spine all sorts of dysfunction happens so this is called the sacred bone or sacrum so just get that clear now you sit on the ischial tubes the ischium and so when you're sitting you've got to look at the structure there's no muscle that crosses that sacral iliac joint on the back half now the uh, obviously male and female pelvises are different and you can see them we used to call the male pelvis is more shaped like an upside down martini glass the female pelvis is shaped more like an upside down margarita glass so you know when when i'm teaching it helps to get mnemonics and and little visual clues so that you could recognize a male or a female pelvis but look at the ligaments in this it's amazing now the ligaments so think of this if you're constantly straining a ligament it's almost impossible to strengthen that pelvis unless you de-stress out those ligaments now the sacrum is amazing you've got um, a synovial and fibrous joint in this articulation when they look at the articular surface where the sacrum articulates and moves with that ilium uh, this is also why when we talk about surgery when a surgeon bolts the lumbar to the sacrum you set up completely horrible biomechanics of this sacral iliac joint now the nerves that come out of here um a sciatic nerve obviously but we're looking at all of the leg foot we're looking at pelvic nerve supply. We're looking at bowel and bladder issues. It comes from T12 all the way down to the coccyx. And that coccyx is a flexible bone attached on the end of the sacrum. So the number of nerves that come out of here are incredible. But also, this gives you a clue to the area of dysfunction 
So if you have symptoms along the inner thigh area, you can say, wow, that's going to be from the thoracolumbar junction. So (laughs) Dr. Jacobson is one of the most brilliant docs that was one of my mentors. He said, to find out what's wrong with a patient, you got to do two things. One, ask them, and two, listen. Because patients literally will say, doc, it feels just like this. And they'll trace that nerve pathway from the origin down. Now, why is this so important? Why, why would a pelvic affect the entire system of the body? Well, because we have this automatic nervous system. Sympathetic means fight or flight. Parasympathetic is rest and digest. The rest, digest, and repair is literally the nervous system located in that pelvis, in that sacrum, and in the cervical spine. So if you have a pelvic dysfunction, you're going to have a big problem with tissue regeneration, tissue repair, poor sleep patterns, um, bowel movement inconsistencies, you know, where it's either going to be four or five watery stools a day or one a day if you're lucky. So you've got to look at, at organ dysfunction as an autonomic imbalance. And, and you're going to see, and this is brilliant at a comprehensive physiology, Further understanding of the regulatory mechanisms linking sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system and immune system is critical for understanding relationships between chronic disease development and immune system-associated changes in autonomic function. Again, when you get to a doctor and they say, well, you have fibromyalgia, you have chronic fatigue, you have chronic this, you have you know, these, and when they, when you ask, where does the Hashimoto's come from? Where does the fibromyalgia come from? Well, we just don't know. Okay, look at autonomic dysfunction. So this is going to be an adaptation to physical, chemical, emotional stress. And now let's look at the muscles. Piriformis, okay, crosses the anterior aspect or the front portion of that sacrum. Now, when you look, if you have instability, because remember, you're looking at ligaments all over the place that's, that support or hold that sacrum to that ilium. And if you have, and this is one of the biggest things, like piriformis syndrome or, or tight hip flexors or these syndromes, muscles do not react on their own. So if you have had uh, tensor fasciolata problems, piriformis syndrome, um, chronic spasms of the glute. Look at the body is spasming those, symptom, those, those structures out to help stabilize an unstable structure. And when you look, the sciatic nerve comes underneath that piriformis. There's actually rare instances where it actually pierces a hole in that piriformis. But just know that you're looking at all of these structures. But the sacral iliac joint There's no muscle that crosses the back half of it. Now, gluteus maximus does attach to a portion of the sacrum below that that sacral iliac joint, but that joint is a perfect joint. And this is also one of the ways to correct it, to understand that it's a ligamentous-based joint, not a muscular joint. And so when you're looking at all the muscles involved, muscles do not spasm out on their own. They don't just randomly start firing off. They're spasming out for a reason. So if you have any of the gluteal um, area spasmed out, piriformis, tensor fasciolata, hip flexors, psoas, anything like that, look at pelvic dysfunction as one of the key contributing factors. The ligaments are amazing in this structure. 
but ligaments are extremely expensive. So the look at the ligaments in this area. I mean, it's it's incredible that the ligaments connect that bone to bone. Now, ligaments are alive. So can you imagine this? Let's say that that you're taking a um a toxic diet where you don't have the you're not able to get the amino acids from the proteins. And ligaments are really expensive. They need a boatload of amino acids. This is why when people are covering, we say, look, eat more plants because it's easier to get the amino acid from spinach than it is from from meat. And animal products are fine for you as long as they're healthy animals. But this, look at it, has a tissue production problem. Because if you're in a chronic state of stress, your body isn't going to be regenerating these ligaments. Piriformis syndrome, 100% of the time, 100% of the time, look at pelvic instability. Now, the main purpose is lateral rotation of the femur. Now, this muscle works to counter medial rotators like gluteus medius. And when the pelvis becomes unstable, both the lateral rotators and medial rotators become tight in order to stabilize the pelvis. And this is where I have a huge challenge with people that are massaging, stretching, relaxing, ultrasounding, muscle stimming, all the glute muscles, the piriformis, without understanding why they're in spasm. The body is intelligent. Okay, it's only going to increase the tone of a muscle to protect it, or there's going to be a reason, some type of dysfunction. Because think of this, when we look at gluteus medius, gluteus medius is the main hip stabilizer for the opposite side. Now, a lot of people will be working on this muscle, okay, where they'll be stretching, doing cross-fiber adhesions, you know, and and it's going to be painful during some of that deep tissue work, and then there's going to be slight symptom relief. But then by the time the person drives back home, the symptoms are there again, okay? So when you look at gluteus medius, let's say say you, you twist the right ankle, that left gluteus medius is going to tighten up to literally shift the weight off to the contralateral side. So, and if you have any kind of lumbar dysfunction, or if you have bunion formation or flattening of the feet or knee dysfunction or any type of of lower extremity issues, those gluteus medius are going to spasm out and and almost create an antalgic lean where your body is going to be leaning away from the site of injury. So working the muscles is not going to be effective unless you understand why the muscle is firing. Now, foot function is directly related to pelvic function. Um, This is the nerves that come out of the top of the sacrum and lumbar. Okay, so when you're looking at flattening of the feet, the big toe should be going away or parallel with the toes if it's leaning towards them, or if there's bunion formation, plantar fasciitis, knee problems. Anytime you see this, and this is why 100% of the time, when somebody comes in and they have, you know, name the condition, okay, poor sleep patterns, constipation, uh, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, Hashimoto's, um, uh, uh, any type of disease, okay, what we're going to do is look at autonomic nervous system. How do you check to see if there's long-term pelvic issues? Take off the shoes and look at the feet and you are going to see a chronic dysfunction. So the foot is not the problem. Plantar fasciitis is not the problem. The pelvic dysfunction causing that is. This is why you can get orthotics, foot orthotics, everything else, but unless you're restoring the nerve supply to the foot, 
you're not going to be helping the person. So how do you check for pelvic instability? Number one, when a person's laying face down, you grab either side of their ilium, either side of that sacral iliac joint, and apply pressure. Just squeeze it together with around four to five pounds of pressure just for a couple of seconds. And if that feels better or worse, because that joint may be so inflamed that when you bring that baby together, that it may be squishing inflamed tissue, causing an increase in symptoms. But generally, when you apply pressure, if it feels better or worse, that means that pelvis um, could be unstable. Now, it takes between one to three weeks to stabilize the pelvis under normal circumstances. If there's been lumbar surgeries, lumbar trauma, lumbar scoliosis, or even a thoracic scoliosis. Think of this. If you've got forward head carriage and the body's been knocked off the side, that's going to put a totally abnormal force loading on the pelvis. This is why doctors that, that look at the site of symptoms as the problem are really missing. You've, you've got to ask that question, why? Now, one of the things that we'll use in pelvic instability is a trochanter support. Brilliant, nice, easy. Because remember, there's no muscle that crosses the back half of that sacral iliac joint. So stabilizing it, while you're correcting the biomechanics of the feet, you're correcting the biomechanics of the lumbar, you're correcting any thoracic or cervical contributing components, beautiful. And they're going to wear this as when they're standing, walking, or working out for one to three weeks, never when you're sitting or laying down. It's not going to do harm. It's just going to wear out quicker. So now make sure in how you put it on, the top of that pelvis, the top of the belt is going to be one inch below. You do not want a support that that's, uh, goes up to alter the mechanics of the lumbar. That's why we use very, very simple lumbar su or uh, trochanter supports to just isolate that sacral iliac joint to stave it. Now, um, you want to keep it on there when you're walking, standing, working out. Hugely important. You can also sit backwards in a chair. So if you're at an office, okay, where you're sitting on that pelvis, or you're a truck driver, or a bus driver, or airplane pilot, you're always sitting on that pelvis, and it's always becoming destabilized. So what you can do is put your legs out really, really wide, and what this will do, this will cause those muscles or the hips to approximate that pelvis and actually ease off some of the pressure. You can also sit backwards in a chair, and I tell people like a cowboy or a cowgirl, is just look at the old westerns where they would take a chair without arms, spin it around, and so the back of the chair is right up in the front. And sitting on the edge of the chair, so even chairs with arms, you're able to de-stress out that pelvis. Now, so this is how we actually do it. And you'll see the picture on the right, the girl sitting like a cowboy or cowgirl. And again, putting those legs out really, really wide is going to approximate or de-stress out that joint. Fantastic. If you can't get to a chiropractor, just do this move and this will start to help de-stress that out. But that trochanter support is vital. Typically, it takes one to three weeks to stabilize it. That's why I say when you put that belt on and it doesn't feel better, beautiful, throw away the belt because you don't need it. Because once the body's stable and you correct the biomechanics of walking, the foot biomechanics, knee biomechanics, hip, lumbar, thoracic, everything, then the pelvis is perfect. Now, 
when you're sitting, it's vital that you look at sitting um, has has completely altering the force loading. So um, pelvic stability exercises, sitting backwards, de-stresses out that strain. But also, we recommend this four-inch foam block, and that is fantastic. And you'll see when you're sitting, bottom of the elbow is the bottom of the roll, and it's only a four-inch diameter. You could use a plastic water bottle of the same diameter. Bottom of the elbow is the bottom of the roll. Now, this is Dr. George, one of our docs in our Tijuana clinic, and he's actually on the arms pushing up and de-stressing out that lumbar while he has that foam piece there. So this is literally the self-traction that you can do to de-stress out the lumbar because why is the pelvis dysfunctional? Remember, the pelvis is perfect. It's only an alarm. There's no muscle that crosses the back half of that sacral iliac joint. So muscle spasms, um, altered foot mechanics, everything, that pelvis is going to be alarmed. So this de-stressing out can de-stress out the lumbar, can hydrate the disc, and really make a difference in that pelvis. So when we talk about the five keys to health, number one, nerve supply. Why? Because that pelvis houses half of the rest, digest, and repair nervous system. Pelvic dysfunction, sexual dysfunction, bowel and bladder controls, all of those can be affected if you have altered nerve supply in that pelvis. Exercise, this means to stabilize and stretch and move. The way that we correct that is once that pelvis is stabilized, we tell people to change the biomechanics of the foot. The bunions will go away if you're correcting the actual problem you're going to see. We tell people to walk barefoot in the grass or hard sand so the intrinsic muscles of the feet can work. Proper nutrition. This means if man makes it, don't eat it. So your diet is going to be like your great-great-grandparents. Healthy, organic, seasonal, but very few preservatives. And sufficient rest. Rest is when the body regenerates. So look at our sleep restriction videos because it's hugely important that your body regenerates. And then prayer and meditation. Every study involving prayer shows that the body heals faster. Um, as a man thinketh, so he becomes, you know, your thoughts are, are creating your world. Okay, so if your anxiety, stress, depression, that puts you in that fight or flight state. If you're connected with God, meditation, prayer, you're going to be in that parasympathetic state. This is why nerve supply, exercise, nutrition, sleep, and prayer and meditation. And your body will recover, but find the reason. Don't just be working on the symptoms. Put your questions below. We're going to divide the questions up into two different sections. Um, and the one I'll be able to answer on the standard social media. Stay healthy, my friends. God bless you.